Welcome back to episode 10 of On Our Turf. This is going to be a little bit of a different episode because it's just me and Cassidy this time. Natalie had some school stuff that she had to get done and school comes first 100% of the time. So this episode is going to be probably a little shorter and a little bit on the more fun side, but we're going to be going over our favorite workwear, especially because now we're getting into the spring slash warmer months. Even though if you're not in California, I'm sure that February and March can be pretty cold, but it's been pretty warm here. So we're going to kick it off with our favorite work pants. And we were talking about this before. So Cass, what are some of your favorite work pants slash shorts? Because I know that you are able to wear shorts. Um, yes, we get to wear shorts. I am a huge shorts girl. So as soon as the temperature gets above like 50 degrees, <laughs> legs are out. Uh, and I wear Eddie Bauer shorts, which are a little pricey sometimes, but they're a great length and they're very comfortable to wear to work. So that's perfect. And then they're the Rainier style, I believe. And so they also have a side pocket because of course women's pants don't have enough pockets. And so they don't have any back pockets, but they have one like right on the leg. That's perfect to put your phone in at like all times. Um, and so I wear those for my shorts and some of my pants And then I recently just bought a pair of Columbia pants that are amazing. Um, You have so much flexibility in them, like straight up ass to grass. They're amazing. I highly recommend them. But they also are short. So that is the reality of being tall is that pants never fit you in the leg. So I just wear them with boots and just I think it looks cool. (laughs) How short? When you were, you're taller than I am, Jules. So like... When you wear pants that are, like, not long or, like, not the right length, how short do they end up being on you? Like, where do they 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 land? And it's pretty short, probably above the ankle. I've bought some pants that say they're meant for tall people and they come to my calf, which is, like, not ideal to have, like, a large gap of where my pants are and then where my boots are. I just feel like that looks really weird. But for me, the pants that I wear are men's pants. And I know I probably should invest in some women's pants, but they just don't have the right inseams for me. I need at least a 34. I prefer a 36. I am 6'2". So my legs are really long compared to my torso. So the men's inseams seem to fit me a lot better. My favorite pair of work pants, I've had them for like going on five years now. They're from Target, the men's section. They're the brand Wrangler. And I was really skeptical about them because they're from Target. And, you know, I was just worried that they would have the penis bulge. And I do not have a penis. And that is one thing that I don't like to be baggy in certain areas. And um, they don't have that. So if you're a man, maybe these aren't the pants for you. But if you're a tall woman, they are phenomenal. When I worked with my dad, I was allowed to wear shorts. And I just bought Land's End shorts. 
and some Carhartt shorts. But when I worked at Caves, it was pants only. So the Wrangler pants, they really stuck it through. And then when I worked in L.A., pants only. And they bought us pants, which were Dickies. And I hate Dickies pants because they shrink. So they might be tall enough for someone like the first time you wear them. But after you wash them about three or four times, they just slowly become high waters. And then it leaves a nice little gap, which no one likes. And then at Paso, we can wear shorts, but I just don't have any shorts. And I just prefer to wear my pants. And they're thin and they're breathable and they've got like some stretch to the waistband. So yeah, they're great. And they have a hundred pockets on them. There's so many pockets, so it's it's great. I will say that they've held up pretty well over the past years. Um, there is, I have one hole in one of the front pockets, and that's because my vape burned a hole through them one time. My vape was, like, broken. I dropped it in, um, like, a puddle of water, so, like, the button would malfunction sometimes. And I guess the button, like, really malfunctioned, and it burned a hole in my pants one time but um i don't vape anymore probably a good thing since it burned a hole in my pants <laughs> but um that's like the only damage that i've had to them and i've only got like five pairs and it reminds me to do laundry having a smaller amount of work pants yeah but i would just rather not do laundry <laughs> That's why I wear shorts yeah, I, and pants. <laughs> it's like I have a great see, selection. Love, Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. See, I love doing laundry. That's so weird. I love doing dishes and laundry, but like laundry, it's like my reset. It's like makes me feel good. A couple of weeks ago when Julian and Natalie came over and we had dinner before like at the catio, um, I we were in the kitchen cooking and all of a sudden Julian starts doing the dishes. I was like, oh, like you don't have to do that. She's like, no, it's okay. I love doing the dishes and I already know where all of your your plates go. And I was like, all right, well, I hate doing the dishes. So <laughs> I'm never going to stop someone from doing something that they love to do. But it is weird that you like that. <laughs> like c- clean dishes, clean mind. It's like clean kitchen, clean mind is what I always... Like I can't go to sleep if there's dishes in the sink. It just bothers me. But best believe on Friday, I'll do all of your dishes for dinner. All for right. For dinner. Yes. Julian and I, actually, I think this is important since it's our little episode today. Um, we do miss Natalie, though. R.I.P. But <laughs> Julian and I are having ourselves a little week. Um, we're, going, we're both going to the Spring Symposium. Julian is on the panel. On Is that on Thursday? It's on Wednesday. No, it's on Wednesday. Okay, sorry. It's on Wednesday. Uh, and so she's coming to the catio tomorrow night, picking me up Wednesday morning. Well, staying here Wednesday morning. We're going to drive up to Yochidehi and then f- come back. And Friday and Saturday, we're going to a concert. So we're going to go see Nicki Minaj. Um, if there's any Barbies listening, you know who to f- where to find us. <laughs> but yeah so a whole girl's week so she can do my dishes on friday night after we have dinner before the concert (laughs) that's gonna be a great game of doing dishes i'm here for it (laughs) so we talked about pants and we talked about shorts do you 
like, do you enjoy working at a course? Like you said that Pasa allows you to wear shorts, but do you do like wearing at working at courses that only let you wear pants? Um, yes and no. When I worked at Caves, um, if anybody who has worked in the Mid-Atlantic knows that the summers are freaking brutal. They are so warm, hot, humid, disgusting. So it's like half the time I'd mow greens and I would sweat through my pants because of how much I was freaking sweating. And we were allowed to wear shorts at Caves when we were closed for a month before we had BMW championship. And our boss was like, you guys can wear shorts. And I was like, shit, all of my shorts are like tucked away because I don't wear them. I don't have a need to wear them. So I brought them out. And then of course, like it was like two weeks and they were like, okay, we've got to go back to wearing pants. And we were like, okay. (laughs) So yes and no. I feel like here because the weather is pretty mild, like I don't I don't mind wearing pants and also for the jobs that I'm doing, I don't really love my legs to be exposed to certain things. And when I spray hawk a lot in the summertime, I cannot imagine wearing shorts because the Tyvek suit, like against my bare skin, that gives me the heebie jeebies and like how much sweat I'll produce just from that. I think having a choice is nice, but also like, I think it just depends on the status of your club. Like Caves was very high end and I'm not sure if the members, they were allowed to wear shorts, but it was like very new that they were allowed to wear shorts. So I think it's just very dependent on the status of the club. But when it's a hundred degrees and 90% humidity, it's like the shorts, like, come on. You're, are you going to let us die here for 12 hours in khaki pants? They did. They were like, no, khaki pants. We were like, okay, great. I don't think I would work at a course that wouldn't allow me to wear shorts. Honestly, that would be a big factor for me. Um, because I simply, I hate pants. Like, I like wearing them. You know, I understand where it comes in needs for like OSHA and everything. But like... No, I hate wearing pants. Yeah, I you shorts all the time. I'll wear a skirt to work. Not I I haven't done that at Contra and I don't know that I want to. But like when I volunteer at tournaments, skirt. I just pull it out. It's like we're at an event. <laughs> but khaki pants all the time? Absolutely not. <laughs> nope. <laughs> See, I used to be like that. I used to be like when I worked for my dad, I was like shorts, even when it's 45 is 45 in Maryland. You're like, hell yeah, it's spring. Let's go. Right. So like I would wear shorts all the time. And then when I got to a course that was like pants only. And then I think what really used to scar me was when I would wear shorts and like we'd eat bunkers and like I would start bleeding on my calves from like the sand splashing up and hitting my legs. And that like, I can still feel that like, specific pain on my shins as I'm describing it or just like yeah just doing certain tasks I I mean I don't really mind wearing pants it's also less sunscreen I have to apply to my whole body which I appreciate 
And um, I don't have to shave my legs as frequently as some do that wear shorts because shaving my legs is a whole ass task. And if I had to do that every week in the summertime for work, I think I might just commit myself. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I guess I get I get lucky because I'm blonde, too. So like I get leg hair. And, like, it grows in and whatever, but it's not, like, crazy. Like, you can't tell unless you're, like, right there touching my leg. It's a huge Mine is, win. like, black. It's, like, <laughs> black. Like, I have dark brown hair, and it's, like, my my leg hair was just, like, no, we're going to come in black. <laughs> it's, like, great. It's only when I have to. <laughs> um, well, now that you know about our grooming, our leg... <laughs> Do the men have to think about, oh my God, do I have to shave my legs to wear shorts at work today? No, they definitely don't. No. They don't. They don't. Yeah, that is a serious thought. It's like, did you shave your legs recently enough where you're not going to feel weird about having your legs out? Honestly, though, most of the time I'm like, well, I'm going to wear shorts today. So whatever is happening, nobody needs to get too close to me. Um, give me one second. My iPad just said it's gonna it's at ten percent, so I need to move to a different location to plug it in. Sorry. You're good. <laughs> it's seven o'clock. I'm gonna have to spend the rest of my night editing this. That's okay. It's my fault anyway that we're recording on Monday. <laughs> um <laughs> So my next question for you is my next question for you is something. Oh, I have a question for you. Okay. Better. Okay. So we've kind of covered the shorts and the pants and the comfortability of it all. When I first got into the industry, I was only offered men's sizes for polos do you prefer the women's cut or the men's cut okay so I prefer women's cut but when I started in the industry I was only given men's cut shirts which was fine for like the first month that I worked because um I didn't really know that there were any other options honestly I was like great I'm wearing polos again like I was having like flashbacks to being catholic school (laughs) um but the first time, so in the summertime, this is while I was in Indiana at the Brickyard, uh, the other girls that I worked with, we would all roll up our sleeves because, you know, I don't want a farmer's tan. And so we'd roll our sleeves and also the men's, the men's polos came down to almost our, our, our elbows. So like, of course you don't want half of your arm to be a farmer's tan either. And so we started rolling our sleeves and my boss, Phil, was like, you guys got to stop this. I'm going to get you women's fit polos. So we were like, okay, cool. So we got us women's fit polos and then we continued rolling the sleeves. But I found at that point that women's fit polos were just so much more comfortable to wear to work because you weren't drowning in material. You, they like fit at the hip, they fit in the, in like your shoulders and everything. And like, it was great. And so then when I decided to come to Contra, 
uh, I kind of asked, Stephen was like, yeah, you get, um, you know, so much money for uniform. And I was like, oh, cool. So women's fit polos. And so every polo that I own for Contra is a women's fit polo. And I love it. It is my favorite thing ever. (laughs) You? So I'm actually quite the opposite. I very much dislike women's fit polos because I feel like they hug me in areas that I don't necessarily want to be hugged. I like a more baggy fit. I'm also, um, my body is very disproportionate. Like my legs are like 10 times longer than my actual torso. So I find that when I have to get like a women's cut, I have to size up so much for it to like feel comfortable for me that it just ends up looking like a men's polo anyway. So I'd rather just get a men's medium polo and like it still works. And when I worked at Caves, we had to tuck our shirts. And that is something that I have carried with me. I still tuck my shirt and I like, you know, I pull it out a little bit so that it's a little bit baggy. And with the women's cut, I find like it's, there's not enough material for me to tuck it and then pull it. But that's just like personal preference. I know a lot of women in the industry are like, we're not offered women's cut. And when you think about it, people are like, oh, that's not that big of a deal. But like, imagine having only women's cut and telling the one dude that he has to wear a woman's cut t-shirt. Like, it's the same thing. So it should be offered as both. I think it's just based on personal preference. For me, I just like a baggier fit. I like more masculine fitting clothes, but that's just me personally. And I think when I went to Pebble, I realized I didn't like women's fit because I specifically asked for men's polos in a size in medium or large. And they gave me women's fit in medium and I couldn't even fit them in my arms. (laughs) And like, my arms are muscular, but they're not, I'm not like a bodybuilder by any means. And I was like, and then the one day that I had to wear the women's fit shirt because it was the only shirt option I had, it was like a crop top. And I just wore the black straight down jacket. Like the whole time I was like, "Mm, not wearing this. Like I'm not taking off my jacket at all. But yeah, I, as long as it's just like, there's a little extra like wiggle room for me. I'm comfortable with that, but I do walk around in pretty baggy clothes when I'm not at work. So I think it's personal preference. Yeah, it definitely is. Another thing that I've kind of found too, like with what you were saying about the shirts when we were volunteering is that different brands have different fits when it comes to women's clothing. And that does not stop at like, you know, I'm sure people have seen like videos where it's like, this is a woman's size 10 and this is a woman's size eight. And they fit me the exact same because none of it is ever consistent. But polos are just like hit or miss, honestly, of like whether it's going to be the perfect fit or whether it's going to feel like you're being squeezed for no reason. (laughs) And that, yeah, yeah, because I had the same thing with the shirts at Pebble. I got like all of my stuff in a women's fit large and some of the stuff I was like oh my gosh this is terrible like it was too short on me and I also have a short torso and long legs but like if it's short on me SOS to the people who have long like proportionate torsos 
they felt like they were like meant for children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one thing like for me is like, if I'm putting on clothes for work that are supposed to make me feel good and you get all these like nice clothes that you're supposed to keep and they're part of your swag bag and you put it on and you're like, this doesn't fit me. It kind of ruins the, ruins the swag bag material that you get. So I was just like, can I just please get all men's larges? They were like, yeah, you don't want the women's size? And I was like, no, I don't need to go through that again. I was like, it's fine. <laughs> when I was at Beth Page, we had hosted a American Junior Golf Tournament. And so all these kids came out and played. They were amazing. And after the fact, the AJGA, I think is what it is, they left us a whole bunch of stuff. And so Andy, the director of agronomy, was like, all right, everybody, like, come in. You guys can get yourselves, like, hats or polos or whatever. And he starts handing out polos. And I was like, oh, are these men's fit? And he was like, yeah. I was like, okay, I don't want one. And he kind of looked at me and I was like, you're about to hand me like a men's XL (laughs) white polo. Like no offense or anything, but I really don't care that much about the American Junior Golf League to wear a polo for it. And so instead, Andy came up to me a couple of days later and was like, hey, you know, I'm sorry about that polo thing, but we decided that for you and then a couple of the other women on our staff who don't want those shirts either, we're going to buy you guys some GCSAA polos. So like let Lisa, the secretary, know what you want like in pattern and we'll buy that for you. And so they did. And that was a big highlight of kind of working there was like, you know, obviously it should be kind of a given that employers should be willing to work with what you want to wear to match the uniform. Uh, but at Bethpage, we really didn't have a uniform like we did, but when I had interviewed Andy was like, you could wear jean shorts, but people will look at you weird. And I was like, well, <laughs> I would look at me weird too. Um, and so the fact that he like worked with us and got me a women's fit polo was huge. And that I think is, you know, it's understated, but being comfortable in the clothes that you wear to work is a massive thing for being comfortable while you're just at work. Yeah. I pride myself on being comfortable and if I'm not comfortable and I'm going to let someone know, that I'm not comfortable. And we just got new rain gear at PASA. They get it every two years. And we have uh, the heavy duty stuff. It's the Heli Hansen and we get the bibs and like the big jackets. And I remember we there's just a sheet with your name and like what size you want. And I always like to go for like jackets, hoodies, and then rain gear, at least a size up because I'll layer, like I'll have other things underneath because when it's really cold out, I'll throw on my rain gear because it's insulated, so it keeps me warm too. And I remember my coworker, he was like, oh, I get a size large and you're getting an extra large? And he's like, I'm taller than you. And I was like, yeah, but you only wear like pants and a long sleeve. Like you don't walk around here wearing like three extra layers of hoodies because I get cold. And... He's like, yeah, but like an XL is going to be way too big for you. And I was like, well, if I get rain gear in a large and I'm wearing my zip up jacket and then a hoodie and then I have a raincoat on top of it and my raincoat is too tight, like I'm going to be uncomfortable and then I'm not going to wear it. And then that defeats the whole purpose of getting rain gear. Like if I want an XL, let me get an XL. Like there's not a problem with me being comfortable. 
I'm gonna get the damn XL. Like what? Yeah, no, I totally feel that. I made the mistake of ordering, we got these Carhartt Contra Costa jackets and I made the mistake of getting mine in a women's large, which it's nice and it fits fine and I can put my thinnest um, sweatshirt underneath of it so that I have a hood. But if I stick my arms out, this jacket ends a good three inches before my wrists because (laughs) I'm too tall for it. (laughs) And sometimes it's like, you know, I don't want to be stretched out at my cart where you can see my wrist and my watch and then my glove line because now my wrist and my watch are all cold because nothing is long enough. Won't be making that mistake a second time, let me tell you. (laughs) Yeah, I learned that the hard way too. I had ordered or requested like a woman's quarter zip and worst mistake I ever freaking made now, I do buy men's sizes, like I do request men's polos and men's hoodies and men's quarter zips, but I definitely request men's quarter zips now because the arms are just never long enough. The torso is always cut like a weird angle. And no matter if you size up, the arm length doesn't change. It's like buying women's pants. It's like if you size up, it's still going to be the same length. So I'm just like, they're like, oh, do you want a women's quarter zip? I'm like, no, <laughs> no. I was like, it's going to come way past or way before my wrist. And then we're, then my wrists are just going to be cold. Or I'm never going to wear it. And then it just sits in my closet. Yeah. And that's like a waste because you could have gotten something else instead. <laughs> yeah. Or just opted for a different size. Right. I don't know about you. Well, Oops. <laughs> I don't know about oh, you. But... Well, now that we're like having this conversation about being comfortable in clothes, it's kind of reminding me that the most comfort I've ever felt at work is when I'm wearing my bibs. I know I said it in an earlier episode where I was like, I miss wearing those things, but oh my gosh, I miss wearing my bibs. Like you layer up on the bottom, you put on big socks and your boots and then your bibs go over top of that. You layer up on top and it's just like, you're warm. You're so warm and you're so comfortable and you don't have to worry about like, khakis or like oh if your khakis get wet are they gonna go see-through because that's that's a thought that's always a big panic (laughs) khakis are not a good color for this industry at all like you get one speck of dirt on those pants and it's like oh that's never gonna wash out (laughs) pigment r.i.p that's how i feel because i rotaried last week and I had so much green and like clip just like glued to the bottom of my pants and I washed them and they were still stained green and I was like I can't wear these to work tomorrow I need to wash them again so it looks like like I actually tried to get the green out but any like wash pants any speck of anything blue dye from spraying gonna be on there forever Clip from weed eating forever stained the fear of them going see-through i've had one one really bad slight experience with that with these amazon khakis i was trying out (laughs) not amazon khakis that (laughs) you know they were they were great and apparently they've gotten better because my dad swears by them now like he loves them 
Oh. But these ones might have been, like, not the ones that he's wearing now. They were really thin, and I was like, this is great. Like, it's summertime. Well, a quick coupler broke when I was undoing it, and, like, it freaking geysered and exploded all over me, and basically my pants were see-through. And I was like, fuck. And I had to call the irrigation tech. I was like, I need some help. They're like, okay. And I was like, can you bring a towel, please? He's like, why do you need a towel? Like, and I was like, my pants are see-through now. Cool. And I just went back to watering fairways and like everybody left me alone. But the thin Amazon khakis, don't buy them. They get wet. You're going to see everything. <laughs> um, I don't. Let's, th- ho- let's hope you don't go commando to work. Because <laughs> God, that would be awful. <laughs> Um, I, I couldn't, maybe this is TMI, I don't care. I couldn't even go commando to work if I wanted to, because my biggest, biggest fear is having some kind of chemical, chemical mishap and having to take a shower and take off my clothes. Like, (laughs) I think that maybe is probably an unspoken fear amongst all women in this industry, because it's like, well, you know, it's going to have to happen. You know, you need to get the chemical off of you. Like you have to do that for your personal health, but that's also going to mean you're probably getting mostly naked in front of whomever is around at the shop at that point, which is more than likely a man. And no offense. I like my coworkers, but I don't want to be half naked around them (laughs) ever. Yeah. Also just going commando to work just seems so uncomfortable to me. It seems like too big of a risk. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Also, it's like, yeah, it just seems like the chafing would be way worse. I've split so many pairs and of just, pants at work. Like, yeah, split like, pants. It's just so many pairs of pants to the point where it's like, I know where they're going to rip if they're going to rip. And commando is not going to be a safe move. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that going commando to work is like asking for something bad to happen to you 100% unfortunately you're just you're wishing it upon yeah. yourself unless you're wearing bibs Let and then it, you might be okay yeah. i think you're okay if you're wearing bibs i'll say that <laughs> it's just that just seems so uncomfortable let us know in the comments <laughs> if commando or not please at work you can anonymously dm us somehow or say my friend and we won't judge you but if you do go commando to work or have at any point no explanation no judgment here we're just curious (laughs) as a poll cover all the comfortability that we've discussed so far yeah absolutely so let's talk a little bit about footwear what do you wear? Well, I've got two shoes on rotation. So currently I'm wearing muck boots and they're, I guess, like an ankle boot, a little bit higher than that. And you can fold them down to make them shorter. But they're rubber on the outside and then neoprene on the middle or the inside. And they're more insulated. So I wear them in the wintertime when it's colder and it's our wet season. So my feet don't get super wet and my feet don't get super hot either and then in the summertime i'm a vessi girl in and out 
freaking swear by Bessie's. They're the best watering shoe on the planet. There's like memory foam goodness at the bottom. They're so comfortable. They're like a sock. So they're not like your classic rubber watering shoe. And even if your feet do get wet, they dry really fast. Don't put them in the dryer because that just like completely fucks up their waterproofness. I learned that the hard way. They're not meant to be put in the dryer. But they're my favorite watering shoes. They've got like no tread on them, which I stand by. Flat sole, no, basically minimal to no tread, especially when you're walking on greens. I swear by them. They're so great. I freaking hate extra tufts. <laughs> and anybody that will talk to me about watering shoes knows how much of a hatred I have for those shoes. Will you share why? Because they gave me trench foot. And that was the worst experience of my entire life. Now, mind you, I was wearing dogs, muck boots, the whole different types of rubber shoes before I even bought extra tucks. Basically the same thing, right? You would think the neoprene, the rubber, it's all cool. No, wrong. Waterproof? No. They split within the first week of wearing them, so your feet still get wet. And then the problem is, because they're so waterproof, quote-unquote, they just stay wet and hot in your feet. And when you work in the mid-Atlantic, and it's 100 degrees, and you're working 80-plus hours a week watering all day, every day, your feet are just wet and hot, and you know... That's what they say in the history books about the soldiers who got fucking trench foot because they were in the trenches, literally. And yeah, it is God awful. Um, Look up trench foot and like photos of it. And that's what my fucking feet looked like. It was awful. I had to, there were so many things I had to do to my poor feet. I still have scars on them. Really? Yeah. How long has it been? Like, see, so it fully cleared up by the end of 2021. So three years, I guess. Yeah. When did you get it? Beginning of 2021. So it started to flare. Like I started to get like little like spots and I thought it was just my eczema. And then it was basically like large portions of my foot and I was like do I have ringworm like do I have like something fungal going on here like what is going on but I was like washing you know my body my feet like I was taking a shower I was taking care of myself and the only thing that changed was I bought new shoes I bought new extra tufts but they already split because they're just bad shoes and they, so I like pointed something out to my mom and my mom's like, it's like, oh, it just looks like, like you have like some dry spots. I'm like, yeah, but it fucking itches. Like, this is like horrible. And then like a couple more weeks went by and it was like my whole foot, including like my ankle where the extra tough like ankle ends. Like basically it was just like splotchy patches of like dry skin that would get red and inflamed and like when you get poison ivy you know how like it blisters and then like 
produces like the blistering oils. That's what my feet were doing. So every time like I would walk, take a shower, scratch it, it would just make it like 10 times worse. And then my feet would swell. It was really bad. And then my mom was like, I think you have trench foot. And I was like, I don't have trench foot. Like, this is not World War Three. Like, I do not have trench foot. And she looked up trench foot and I literally had all of the symptoms, the images matched and everything. So we found this spray that is like a men's shaving brand. It's called, it's like Duke and Cannon and they have a trench foot spray and a powder and it's meant for like working boys, you know, only boys boys work, you know, construction and that was, it stung horribly when I sprayed it on my feet, but it's the only thing that worked and I got a powder to put in my shoes and then I threw out those shoes. I threw them out. I was like, no, never again. What about you? What do you like to wear on your feet? Well, in the summertime, I don't wear extra tufts, but I do wear grundins, which are also deck boots. So, but I've had, I've worn them for two years and I also wore my one pair of boots the entire week that I was at Pebble Beach. I don't know why I did that, but really poor packing on my part. So like every photo I have of myself from that week, I'm wearing the blue boots. Um... And I love them. I think Grundens, I've never actually had a pair of extra tufts, but I brought Grundin, I bought Grundens because I thought they had a better price and they la- they held up really well. I've had two pairs. Uh, the red ones were just way too hot and I finally blew a hole through them after a little over a year of having them, which was great, great like timing, you know, considering how much wear and tear these boots go through. The blue ones... I had from June of last year, and then I threw them out when I left Hawaii. I was like, I'm not flying these back home. There's a hole in them. As soon, the dew was so thick in Hawaii that, like, I walked through the native at one point, and then just, I was like, well, that was really stupid, and now my entire foot is wet for the rest of the morning, and these boots suck. So... I haven't decided what I'm going to get for this upcoming summer, but I was really thinking about getting some of the extra tough sport boots because I like how athletic they look and I think the support would be good for my foot. But right now, since it's the winter time, I'm wearing my three-year-old pair of Red Wing, like eight-inch stompers that I have with the, uh, the bottom is... It's not grippy. It's pretty flat. So those are good. I think they're like technically cement boots or something. I don't know, but they're amazing. They make me feel awesome when I wear them because they add a little bit of height and I just like stomping around them. And then my other things right now are a pair of Hoka's that are Gore-Tex. And I found them at Nordstrom Rack for like a hundred bucks. Best purchase that I've ever made. They're still fairly waterproof, but I'll definitely have to like either re-up them or get a new pair soon enough, but very comfortable. I love them, especially when I walk my um, greens cleanups. They just like feel really bouncy on my foot and I love that. So they're also blue. So when I've gone around and backpack sprayed, like you can tell that they are no longer like the blue that they once were, but they were never like a pale blue. They were kind of like 
a medium color and like the pigment hasn't ruined that further. So that's a big win, I think, too. So yeah, no foot maladies for me, um, luckily. <laughs> uh, when I worked at Bethpage, I used to water in sandals. So I had some pretty epic tan lines from that, but nothing bad has happened to my feet. Thank God. Not trench foot. <laughs> that is for sure. Yeah, the trench foot I don't recommend. So if you can avoid it, that's probably the best thing to do. I will say that I've talked to a lot of people that are not in the industry that are surprised when we change our shoes pretty frequently, which is like every one to two years. And it's, I don't think a lot of people understand that we're basically wearing and slightly destroying them every single day, especially when it comes to watering shoes. Like the waterproofness is not going to last forever. It's like rain gear. Like how, how waterproof is rain gear when you're sitting down and it's like torrential downpour, like it's going to soak through at some point. So I think that happens a lot with shoes. And when you are wearing them and you're hiking through no matter what, climbing a cliff, you know, there's wear and tear that goes into the shoes. So like replacing them is really important, but it's also more frequent than a lot of people think. Like I've had my Vessies, I think for almost two years now, and they are well out of their waterproofness because I dried them like an idiot. But I'm getting a new pair and my coworker who I just put on the Vessies was like, how long did they last you? And I was like, two years, but they could have lasted longer if I didn't put them in the dryer. And he just got a pair and he's like, these are the best shoes ever. And I'm like, why are you wearing them in winter time? I was like, these are like watering shoes. Like they're not that, they're not insulated. Like they're not meant for, you know, cold, cold temperatures. I also think having different Shoes for different seasons is really important too because cold toes are not fun. No, no. That's why I wear my Red Wings because I can I can wear a thicker pair of socks, and then those like the toe compartment, the toe box just makes my toes feel so warm and snug in there. It's perfect. But yeah, no, different shoes for different seasons. I definitely replace my shoes fairly often, like. I think every season, like actual golf season, um, is when I really need a new pair of shoes. Like I can always feel in June. June's when it's like, okay, summer's about to start. I know I'm going to like, these are not going to hold up through, but that's the time to get a new pair of shoes in my opinion. And also we spend so much time on our feet, you know, like, I don't know what your step average is, but I fill all the circles of standing all the time. And that's because I get up at like 4 a.m. It's like, oh, yeah, by 4 p.m. Your 12 hours day is over. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm on my feet quite a bit. I mean, we both are. And sometimes you walk to work. So that adds to your steps, too. <laughs> sometimes I, yeah, I don't walk to work in the mornings before work, but I will walk to work just for fun. So that does do it. Or like. Yeah, no, I do a lot of walking. I like to walk. <laughs> I do a lot of walking in the summertime when I'm inclined to walk more at work and then after work because the sun doesn't set at 5 p.m. So there's 
a lot more walking to be done. But yeah, my average steps are, it's a lot. Sometimes it's in like the 15,000s and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. The beauty of manual labor. Love it though. Way to trade it for a thing. I have one more question for you for this episode. Okay. So we're both going to a professional event um, on Wednesday and Thursday. What are you going to wear? Tell the people so that I can also prepare my outfits. <laughs> okay, so professional events, that's a true learning curve as a woman in the industry because everybody just wears like jackets and ties. And I'm like, I don't want to wear a jacket and tie. So generally I'll wear a dress and some like professional shoes, like I have some loafers that I'll wear. But because I'm on a panel and I'm going to be up on a stage, a dress is not really an option because I don't know where the other seats will be. So I don't, you know, need it to be awkward and me like fidgeting with my dress the whole time. So I'm going to be wearing like black slacks, like I guess they're called trench pants. Hmm. To match your trench foot. Something like that. Match my (laughs) trench foot, yeah. Just like black slacks, like professional not tight though, because I don't like the look of those. And then I'll wear like a silk button-up shirt, make it look nice, professional, buttoned, pretty high up. You know, we don't need all of everything showing to the world. And then um, I'll put probably put on a little bit of makeup and some jewelry and have my hair not underneath of a hat. Um, yeah. And then I think I might wear, like, the same thing just with different color combinations for day two unless I do decide to bring out the dress because I I am bringing it with me just in case I do feel like wearing it. But I just think that being comfortable is really important and not showing up in, like, jeans or what you wear to work because, yes, this is a work event, but it's, like, the professionalism of it. So you have to step it up a little bit. Be like... Yes, I work in this industry, but I'm also able to present myself in a professional manner. And wear deodorant. And wear deodorant. I think we should just have that conversation again. Wear deodorant. Doesn't matter where you're going. (laughs) Please put on deodorant. Please. I was at the grocery store yesterday, and this, this kid, I would say he was probably like, you know, maybe at the youngest high school age. But old enough to know better, he walked past me and I was like, oh my, oh my, somebody didn't put on the deodorant today or yesterday and somebody really needs it. And I always feel like kind of like a Karen, but personal hygiene really matters. And it's really important in your professional career, in the grocery store, at the gym, everywhere, just wear your deodorant. It does everyone a favor. Yeah. Wear your deodorant, and if you want to go the extra mile, put on a spritz of cologne or perfume. Make sure you're showering. It's really important. Um, brushing your teeth is also really important. You know, just all the all the personal hygiene, especially when you're going to be talking to people that could be a part of your network. Or just that you can meet and have a friend in the industry. It's just important to be clean. We love clean people. 
we do. Let us know what deodorant you use. Thank you for listening to episode 10 of On Our Turf. We're so happy that you were here. And please let us know if you go commando to work or not. It will really help with our survey. Thank you so much and see you next week. Bye. Bye.